Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders, sharing thoughts and practical tips for becoming more customer-centric and accelerating revenue growth. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, CEO at Momentum ITSMA, a global B2B growth consultancy and advisory firm. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. We're often looking at innovation, new ideas across account-based marketing programs. And so today we've invited Ching-Mei Lo, Director of International Marketing for Global Accounts at Dell Technologies to join us. Ching-Mei, welcome. Hello, Alicia. Nice to meet you. Great to have you with us and great to be back in the studio recording a, a real life episode. Definitely. Um, so thanks for making such a long trip all the way uh, from, from Singapore. That's right. <laughs> great great to have you here in London. I uh, would love for you to kick us off, Ching-Mei. You've had a, a very interesting career. You've had some fascinating roles. Can you tell us a bit, bit about your background before you joined Dell? Of course. I've been uh, 30 years in the IT tech industry. Well, we've experience mostly in marketing, but also some in sales and business development. I've also taken up some roles driving strategy and planning as well. But I love doing marketing most and it continues to be very passionate about, you know, leading teams in marketing and also mentoring people interested in marketing as well. Uh, I have a broad spectrum of experience in this 30 years, you know, from being, you know, doing segment marketing product marketing, um, channel marketing, and also leading teams, creating campaigns and, and go-to-market programs. So, And of course, the latest thing for us is on digital programs, digital marketing, and uh, marketing communications. So that's three decades of my career. And I've also covered businesses in large enterprises, commercial customers, small, medium customers, and even consumer businesses as well. So that's uh, where I am. Fantastic. Sounds like you've had the, the full spectrum of uh, roles in, in sales, marketing, go-to-market and worked across customer segments. Just reflecting back on some of the strategy roles and HP and the sales roles that, that you, you've held, how has that helped you in your own career as, as you reflect back over, over the past uh, decade or so? I think one of the key things, actually, I took most experience out from my uh, marketing support on the consult with my consulting team, and I think that helps me to bring certain perspective on how we try to align, you know, technology with business needs and business outcome, and that has really broadened the scope on how we do marketing as well. And I think that's key. The other element I talk a little bit about um, some sales and business development experience, so it helps me to actually align better with what sales is looking for. I mean. Most times, sales has a shorter view of things, right? They want to get the deal signed and things done. Whereas in marketing, we have a slightly longer cycle where we want to be able to help sales build that pipeline. So how do we balance that and you know have that synergy and align sales and marketing? That has been a valuable experience to enable that. Fantastic. So you've walked in the shoes of sales, having done those roles, uh, but but now you've got the beauty of the balance of taking that long-term full market view. Fantastic. And Ching-Mei, you um, moved from EMC to Dell after an acquisition. I think we're seeing lots of market turbulence going on, lots of M&A activity. What, what, what was your own personal experience as a marketing leader? What were the takeouts? How did you stay resilient, keep your team aligned? What would your advice be to anyone going through it? Well, I would say that I think Keeping yourself current is important. 
I, I think with the pandemic, a lot of things have changed on how we do things, you know, whether it's digital, whether it's virtual, you know, being able to adapt to that time, uh, it's critical. And now post-pandemic, you know, how do you move people, you know, get to where we need to in a very different way as well? So that adaptability, the agility is needed and the flexibility, I think it's it's key, right, to drive some of the programs. Yeah, no, really interesting point. I think so fast-moving times, lots of change going on um, and people experience that when they're in acquisition environments, but actually we've all been through, through much of that. So some great advice. For those of our listeners that don't know, it'd be great to hear a little bit from you, Ching Mei, on... Dell, who are they? You know, what what do they sell? Before we go into your program and some of the innovation that you're driving, sure. Um, well, Dell Technologies has a broad spectrum in terms of solution and, uh, and offering and portfolio for our customers itself. It ranges all the way from consumer products, you know, that uh, personal laptops, all the way to you know, uh, very high end uh, data center solutions that we offer to our customers. So it has a broad spectrum. And I think the ability to let the customer see that is what we do best. And, uh, you know, to help our customers understand that we can actually be a vendor that can support them from end to end in terms of their technology needs. And um, your role at Dell, your Director of Global Accounts, International Marketing, spanning EMEA, APAC, what, what, what does it involve? Tell us a bit about it. So I cover the top accounts and the top accounts, we call them the Dell Technology Select Accounts. And these are the largest, most complex and most critical global account customers. So to do that, you know, we, we need to be able to put together our very unique set of resources, skill sets to unlock the full potential of the Dell Technologies portfolio that I spoke about earlier so that customers, you know, see that and how we can enable them in their IT workplace and even things like uh, security transformation solutions, which is currently a very hot topic now. Got it. So you're you're marketing to accounts that are like uh, countries in in their own right. And, you know, we we see a lot of change that's going on across those big organisations, particularly when it comes to how they buy, how they engage vendors like Dell Technologies. What what are the shifts that you've seen over the last couple of years? Have have things changed in how you're engaging those global accounts? What's the dynamic on the customer side? I think on the, uh, you know, on that piece, that, the customers are adapting, I think, to their change themselves, right? So we had a CXO summit yesterday and one of the key questions was the rate of change and how do you innovate fast enough? So one of the questions we ask, you know, where are you now in your journey? And we find that a lot of them are eager to move forward, but then there is certain things that are pulling them back, right? So that's that's the piece that we need to help customer address and how do they, you know, uh, drive digital innovation, you know, and move that ahead. Got it. So being a real partner uh, with, with, Definitely. Those, with those customers. And, and Chingmei, are you exclusively focused on top accounts or do you also get involved in enterprise accounts? So I exclusively focus on top accounts. So the Delta Select accounts, we had a small handful of accounts that we focus where we go deep itself. So I partner with the accounts team to create opportunity to support the customers in their transformation journey. I help the account team to grow the footprint within the accounts. And then, of course, to facilitate stronger strategic relationship with our customers as well. And 
And just thinking about your global accounts and, and marketing, you know, what, what's your view of account-based marketing? Because it sounds like your entire world is, is global accounts and, and everything you do is some form of account-based effort. Yeah, definitely. I think account-based marketing or ABM is very much at the core of what we do for this high-touch account, right? At the heart of supporting customers in their digital transformation journey, we need to build trust and customer need to trust us. So I got started with ABM to position Dell Technologies as a trusted advisor. So we use ABM to support the sales process, to evaluate our position to help customers see that Dell Technologies had the capabilities to play that advisory role in the IT transformation journey and deliver that business outcome that they're looking for. So we want to just demonstrate to our customers that we are paying special attention right, to their individual needs and customising an approach to each customer, personal and organisational objectives. So I think that's what ABM brings to the table uh, to address that. And needed in in lots of ways now more than ever as we go through even more changing times, you know, building that trust was the key word I picked up from you there and is something I hear consistently across ABM programs. Um, Just thinking of, you know, different strategies, uh, different account bases, is there one thread that you've seen that has driven success time and time again in either building trust or or, or driving uh, relationship um, or revenue growth in your DTS accounts? I think our customer wants to know that we are listening to them, proactively demonstrating that we are delivering business value to the organisation. So I keep engaging in account-based programme because I've seen the programmes yield results for us and allow us to break barriers into the account. So that's what we are looking to do. And winning strategies, just thinking of you know what's, what's driving success. You've talked about insight, and connect, you know, making sure that your customers feel listened to and building trust. Uh, what sorts of strategies are really driving impact when it comes to Dell Technologies' own growth? So I see ABM as a journey uh, itself. And depending on the stage and the maturity of each account, uh, I think the strategy needs to be able to address that. And not at a one-point solution, but as I mentioned, it's a journey. We need to be able to progress the customer from one stage of that journey to another so that we see them staying as a loyal customer at the end and they continue to buy from us again. Got it. So really mapping your your accounts. And is that how you're deciding where to, to invest you and your team's time and energy? Are you prioritising you know, you've got a, a, a long list, albeit a very focused one, of, of Dell Technology Select accounts. You could be quite thinly spread very quickly. How are you deciding where to invest? So one thing we do look at is the addressable market, the potential growth of the account itself, and then, of course, our own share wallet within the account before we decide on where to invest uh, for ABM itself. And usually accounts with high growth and we've got a low share is where I mostly focus the ABM work on because there are certain things sales can do well and, you know, they can progress. But marketing can add most value to those that, you know, in this space where I said that there's high growth and um, low share. Explore the future of account-based marketing at this year's ABM Forum taking place in London on June the 8th. For more details, visit MomentumITSMA.com. Given your role spans, APJ, APAC and EMEA, it must be very different in terms of context, different regions, 
you know, different cultural sensitivity. How are you replicating success when it comes to one region versus another? I think understand understanding what resonates in a particular culture of a company is important. An example I can give you is that we are targeting um, an oil and gas company in EMEA. And one of the tactics of an ABUM program is to create a manifesto, for example, you know, I'll bring our point of view to a customer or a new stakeholder that we want to reach itself. For this particular account, written documents, brochures and, and wordy content, uh, content will not resonate with them. You'll probably see them in the bin, whether digitally in the yeah. bin or you know, waste paper in the bin. And what we did was we consciously find ways to be able to reach out to them, whether via short videos or you know, other means to be able to uh, that resonate with the customer. So that's an example. Another example I can give is for customers in Japan and Korea, you know, where the native language is not English at all. And we must be bothered enough to provide translated content easily for the customer. And I said bothered enough because many times people, you know, just skim through and thinking that a general English uh, content will work uh, in that culture itself. And the customers, once they see that, they shut down. And uh, so at the conscious effort, even though the audience size is not large, we're not talking about because account base is very focused. But if once the customer sees that we have made that effort to to address and the type of content that resonates with them, uh, it takes us a, a lot further. Got it. So go beyond superfluous translation, but really think about the, the, the customer context. And do you find in territories like if we compare Japan to Italy to Germany, you know, the, these regions also buy very differently, that the, the sales process is very different. Buying logic, you know, Japan te- tends to be very um, uh, data driven. It's about business case and you end up giving um, supporting material that then gets taken further up, you know, Italy, for example, is 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 much more relationship, and there's a, a big element of social in in those buying cycles. H- how does that affect your the way you think about your DTS accounts or your ABM program? I think definitely that it's very important in understanding that culture aspect and how we do business in each country is important, as exactly as you say it, right? So certain accounts, as like Japan, the customers um, are very willing to learn what's happening globally. You know, they are open to understand uh, what it takes for them to do what they need to do. However, uh, in terms of innovation, uh, in terms of, I wouldn't say innovation, they are very innovative. In terms of a rate of adoption on new ideas and new methodology, they take a more wait-and-see attitude. They want to make sure that it is good, it is proven before they take action. And slow. sometimes they become too late to market in, in that sense. Um, whereas uh, there are certain countries that are very bold and they, you know, they they take the step ahead, and then they f- they fall fast as well, yeah. you know, at, at the same time. But there's good learnings um, that can be shared after that. So it really depends on the account and what resonates and how do we, you know, progress as I mentioned journey, right? Progress mm-hmm. the customers from one stage to other. We need to understand what makes them tick. Yeah. Got it. I mean, I think we look at some accounts in North America, for example, they're very, they get very excited about the art of the possible 
and, and visionary approach, whereas uh, there are accounts in, in APJ that feel like a, a very, very different dynamic the deeper you go. Is it possible to take the um, that maturity model that you described of your accounts progressing from one stage to the next and, and replicate that in, in other organizations, just reflecting back, back on your experience at, at HP, at um, other sectors and, and, and roles? Do you see that your methodology, your approach to ABM and your top accounts could be reused, replicated at other organizations or are there differences? I would say the solution we offer could be different. Um, the uh, business value that we offer could be different. But end of the day, it's really about meeting the customer needs and uh, driving business outcome for them. So that doesn't change, you know, in, in any company you go into at the end. But of course, the solution will be different. Yeah. And what about sales alignment? You know, you've got a number of strong sales leaders. I think the the, the Dell Technologies culture is has, has been one about growth. And, you know, clearly you've integrated some businesses along the way. How do you um, best engage with, with your sales leadership teams and, and your counterparts in, in account teams? I think being really involved in their account planning, you know, uh, it's very important. Uh, I think ABM requires a very strong sales and marketing interlock. It is sales-driven marketing, an able methodology that focuses on customers' needs itself. In areas where I'm, I have most success are areas where the sales team understand the value of ABM mm-hmm. and you know have a vested interest to partner with us very closely. And I think that tight interlock is critical for any success. In on the other hand, right, in cases where it did not work so well, you know, uh, I've seen sales team getting really excited in the beginning. Oh, I want to do this with you, right? But sales demands draw them away. They need to meet their numbers and, um, you know, uh, and they get lukewarm and drop their partnership along the way. So that constant engagement and seeing that business value, even between sales and marketing, it, it is important. And as I've always mentioned, ABM is a journey. Uh, it is not a one-time touch. So we need to work very closely with the account team to progress the opportunities and accelerate the deal. So the account team needs to know that they need to invest in near-term program to nurture opportunities and make time right to be able to do marketing for their account. And you, you've talked about your, um, you've walked in the, the, the shoes of sales. Does that help you to create that value alignment uh, as you're speaking the same language and, and you, you understand their perspective? Um, what, what would your advice be to other marketers looking to replicate that, that value interlock? I think definitely because we need to know what makes them tick, right? What's important for them, what they, you know, what, drives results for them itself. And uh, we need to be able to cater for that. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned, there's a slight misalignment in terms of a timeline. You know, sales timeline, it's a lot shorter because they need to meet the numbers. Most of the time it's quarterly or half yearly. Whereas for marketing, we need to bring that lens a little larger, further, because we need to be able to build that pipeline for them. So that's where we are able to partner very closely. And if a a very strong salesperson will be able to understand that, I I think that's where ABM can be a real success. And the global program for the DTS accounts is is reasonably mature at Dell Technologies. Just trying to understand from you, Chung-Mei, how has the relationship with sales changed? Have there been shifts as your program has matured? 
Well, now I have a sales leader who put marketing and ABM as a key enabler to drive transformation. So she wants to have ABM coverage for all the accounts. So I'm very excited about that. We get a seat at the table right now. So marketing is no longer a last topic in the meeting agenda. So sometimes I get to go first. So I think you know, sales team are seeing the value it brings to the business when we see the results and how it can help the account grow their footprint and accelerate opportunities. I think they will come knocking at our door again. And Ching-Mei, just talking about innovation in account-based marketing is something that we've been working together with you on and been really inspired to, to the point where we've we've released a brand new offering, uh, Momentum ITSMA's Business Impact Study. Is your challenger program into your top and enterprise accounts? How did the program start? Well, basically, it's a key program that we take to the customer. It is an unsolicited proposal that we create with a business case uh, proposition to demonstrate the value that Dell Technologies can provide for the customer. For us, it uses a methodology of what we call as is to be. So we examine the current state and then how we can take the customer to a future state uh, with the solutions that we have to offer. And besides, you know, just talking about the solutions, we actually show the numbers as well, which really resonate with the customers very well. Um, once they see the cost savings that they could get in uh, one entity, imagine what it will look like in 100 other entities that they have within a large account like a global account itself. So I think that impact really magnifies and they understand that value that it can bring uh, to them uh, with it itself. Fantastic. And what we've seen a lot in our CBX research is that business cases is where lots of buyer journeys, buying processes end up falling down. And you know, you've really embedded the business impact, impact, the business case, as you say, the as-is state, the to-be state, and, and packaged it with uh, real data points to make make the case for change and, and drive that unsolicited proposal. What, what, what kind of impact has, has this program had for you? What's what are some of the outcomes, stories at an account level that you've seen? I think um, one of the very interesting story we have is that we, we thought, you know, it we used it originally as a door opener for us to get into an account and open up a larger conversation than just selling product specs uh, to the account itself. However, we have also seen customers coming to us, um, especially the IT teams, telling us that help me to show my business value to my line of business leaders, right? So we put together the challenger uh, for them and they could actually bring it around the organization and prove that the value that their own IT can bring to the businesses if we do this or we adopt this cloud or this methodology of, you know, or this technology that they want to embark on. So it has gone a lot wider and deeper as well. So not just as a door opener to the account, but it also has helped the customers position themselves well with the line of businesses. That is uh, ABM Gold right there, co-collaborating and creating with your customers and and really building up that partnership. What are you most proud of as as you reflect back on on Challenger, having been there from day one to, to where you are today? I think what is really exciting was how we have actually scaled ABM with a challenger, it takes a very innovative way to be able to balance uh, 
ABM with you know a- and scaling it across the accounts. You know when you said ABM and uh, scaling, it seems like it's an oxymoron. It doesn't work naturally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I think the challenger allows us to have a very basic framework and methodology to allow us to sort of not templatize it, but allow us to scale and yet bring in a customized flavor for each of the accounts. Um, you've hit a really key point there, Chingmei, and scale is is often the question that comes up. And, you know, when organizations talk about scale, it, it can just mean adding in some tech, adding in personalization um, to, to lots of accounts where perhaps they're taking a company name or, or a logo. But actually what you've done in, in this particular program is really think about the account and it is the account data and you've got the framework there that that's creating the structure and giving you the ability to scale. Should we talk a little bit about social? I mean, the the world has changed so much in in the past few years and how account teams are leveraging social selling. And you brought this to the table very much at at Dell Technologies. How has it evolved and and what role does it play in your global account program? Well, this is one program I grew together with Momentum. We had a lot of learnings as we evolved the program over time. We learned that the customer, um, the type of messages that resonate most with customers, and we improve on the methodology to get better response from the key stakeholders. Through the program, we also learn how to harness connection uh, made to open up new opportunities uh, itself. Just two weeks ago, I have one of my account team told me that the social selling program is one of the most successful marketing programs he has ever encountered itself, and it has helped him reach stakeholders he never thought he could connect with. Wow. So it made my day. <laughs> yeah, that's quite quite the testament when someone says this is the best marketing I've I've e- ever experienced. What what do you think the secret sauce is there? Was it being smart with with messaging? Is it about leveraging insights on those individuals? You know what what's really gaining the cut I through? Think I think the insight piece is really important, um, and targeting. I think very specific targeting, whether it's from a persona uh, targeting or the type of message that we want to bring to a particular set of customers uh, that's there. And then building content that is relevant, right, that resonates to that customer itself brought us a little further than uh, where we are at the current state itself. So I think those came along with the learnings uh, itself. We learned what messages works better than the others. So we adjust along the way as we start to adopt it across some of the other many accounts. And Chingmei really enjoyed hearing about social selling, hearing about uh, Challenger and, and the overall global account program at Dell Technologies. Uh, what, what's, what's next for you? It sounds like you're working in your perfect sweet spot in, in these big accounts, bringing together much of your uh, experience and career so far. Well, candidly speaking, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out the best formula for scale and coverage for ABM. Yeah. I think that that fine balance we're not there yet. I think uh, we could um, go a long, longer way uh, on that space. But yeah, particularly with uh, more demand, and it sounds like you know seats at key tables where ABM is is the number one priority as a, as a growth lever. And would love to get your advice and, and just close on your top top takeaways. You know what what did you wish you knew when you started? What advice would you give to someone that was was starting out? I would say don't overbake your programs. Don't wait for the marketing programs to be nice and fluffy before you roll it out and then you find yourself late to market. Mm-hmm. I think we, we need to adopt 
an agile methodology, just like software development, into marketing as well, you know, to get that continuous improvement, continuous delivery. And we learn and fly along the way. Fantastic. So going full circle to some of the acquisition conversation we were having earlier, it's all about being agile, adapting, be iterative uh, over time rather than a big bang. That's right. <laughs> uh, Chingmei, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. It's a pleasure. Great to have you with us. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum ITSMA, a leading B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. Learn more at MomentumITSMA.com.